0: Hey, and welcome to the Creative Corner Podcast with Noah Black. I'm your host, Noah Black, and I'm joined, obviously I got the co-host, Aaron is here today, Tyler is not in this week, but that's all good, that's all good, ready to unwind. We're, unwound the work week, man. Yeah. Ready, ready well, to throw it mean, down? I
1: haven't been at work for about a month now, <laughs> and I've still got another week before I go back. Amen. Yeah,
0: Amen. Sure. I surgery, surgery went well, Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, bro, I'm ready to unwind, I'm ready yeah. to jump in you know, do some gaming, do something. You wearing your Destiny 2 hat? How's yes, Destiny 2 going? <laughs>
1: yeah, well, mm-hmm. it's
0: okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe our guests, maybe our guest can talk about Destiny 2 a little bit. But today uh, I have an incredible, incredible guest with me. Uh, one of my favorite producers personally right now. Um, and then also incredible songwriter. And then uh, he's a part of a band called Loyals as well. One of my favorite bands to listen to. But it is Andrew Gomez. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, man.
2: Thanks for having me, man. And yeah, I, I will definitely talk
0: Destiny with anyone that wants to talk Destiny. <laughs> All right, cool.
1: That's that's good to know. Yeah, well, we can talk about that here in a little bit.
0: Aaron, Aaron's been giving some pretty negative feedback about Destiny too late.
1: <laughs> we can go jump into that, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like, I, I don't know about you, uh, but like, for me lately, Destiny's just kind of been stale. Like, there's been a lot of... It's been a lot of just repetitiveness, even with like the new seasons. I don't know, like how w- w- how much you play it. You know how much up to date stuff you've been playing with it. But uh
2: oh, I mean, I've been playing that game as my main game since like 2014. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've, 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 fi- so yeah, I, I mean, I I mean, I don't play me. I, it's, it's it's a it's an ebb and flow kind of situation. Right. Right. Yeah. Where, like the new season starts, I guess. By the time this podcast drops, I guess the new season would have started. Yeah, I think or so. about yeah. to start. Yeah. And uh so I'll be playing a lot the first few weeks and then, mm. you know, after I kinda get through all the new content I just chill and play other things. But <laughs> right. it's always like if there's something new to do it's like a priority for me.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I've been, you know, me and uh Tyler the our other, you know, co host he's not here, but uh, you know, we we've played it, you know, just as long as you I think me and him started around taking King in Destiny one. So we weren't quite at the beginning of Destiny, but uh Yeah, I think just recently, like, you know, there's some cool stuff that's happened. Like, I I like some of the changes they're doing, but, like, the seasons just feel like it's the same thing with just a different skin over it right now. You know, like the... the, Yeah, yeah, that's how it's felt for a little bit when it comes to just the in-between major expansion
2: stuff. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like... When I go play another video game and I come back to Destiny, like the, the weapons and the guns feel so good. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, everything else, and it's that's what's kept me the whole time. And then the story, I'm in, right. I'm definitely invested into the story at this point
1: after you know seven years of playing it. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think they're doing great with the story. I bet, Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had some yeah. gripes, but you know nothing. Nothing that's made me just like hate the game. Like I'll, I'll hop in every now and then. Yeah, <laughs> you know sure, yeah. i, I yeah. think
2: what's kept me playing is a community of buddies yeah, on right. yeah. xbox and also playstation yeah um right. that i play with and it's it's you know i have a lot of really really close friends because of that game um yeah yeah, yeah. so you know it's more it's always been about like it's some of the destination is about the journey right with that game for yeah me.
0: <laughs> right exactly yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and it's really cool man like i I've loved that with... I've not been a, a huge video game person until more recently, and I love it. And it's it's 100%, like you said. It's because the being able to hang out with people and, and meeting new people and stuff like that. Like, I even think... I have you... I think I have you, Andrew, added on Xbox Live, and so I, think I always see anytime nice. that I see you on, it's 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 either Destiny 2 or I think I believe it's like Apex or something like that. So yeah,
2: I, I've Apex. Is, when it comes to the battle royale games, Apex is definitely my yeah. favorite. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna try to play a lot more of it with the new update that just came out. They have like that arena mode that's like three v three that yeah. looks really cool. Right. Yeah,
1: that looks cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. But j- man, just to dive in, so. I want to eventually. You're you're part of a band called Loyal's, and I would love to talk that yeah. with you. But I would love to just spend. I know we've talked through uh, getting you and Dane, uh, your vocalist for Loyal's, on at the same time to talk a lot of Loyal stuff. And so we will love to save sure. all of that for for a future podcast. But oh yeah, we uh, can. We definitely have some fun. Oh, yeah. stories and cool <laughs> things
2: if, if you put me and dane in the room and, and just to talk about stuff like we could spend hours telling crazy stories but yeah for sure
0: but yeah for sure and how i even connected with with getting to know you guys and everything was a uh, way back in the day this is the craziest thing ever and i don't know if you're like you you have no idea probably if i i remember listening to you guys whenever you're part of a band called skyhook And then, uh, I had found that through, I was, oh gosh, that was like, I want to say it was like 2012 or 2013. And I was trying to find, it was this weird thing of, I would play Minecraft on my computer as a, whatever, (laughs) like whatever, freshman in high school or whatever it was. And, uh, and I would try to find just free music on the internet. And you guys had like a rough mix thing posted on a website called noise trade. And yeah, I, noise trade. Oh yeah. yeah, this is
2: this is uh, we're we're hitting about ten years ago. <laughs> right, we're past, yeah. we're past we're actually past the ten year point of when we were doing that. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we we put out our first little EP on noise trade, yeah. and we thought we were just like some cool thing happening. It, <laughs> it just kept trending, we it kept trending in the top like five or top ten of most downloads, and it's because we put like a whole record on noise trade instead right. of just like a single or something. Yeah, yeah.
0: But it, it was crazy. So I, I'd gotten that and literally I would I listened to it. it was like, yes, I love this. And would just like be the weird kid and like just play Minecraft all day. Just have was that's playing that and a few kid. other records on repeat. Yeah. Uh, but then totally. just to talk talking back to, you know, you mentioned that's that's 10 years ago. But what initially got you into just being a part of music and then getting into production? Kind of like where was your beginnings and your roots uh, up until where you're at now? Uh, well,
2: I started when I was a kid by learning guitar when I was like eight years old. And um, I'm trying to think what even got me into wanting to play. I, I, I guess it was just whatever records my parents were listening to in the car or I guess cassette tapes is what we had in the car right, back in the 90s. But um, I think the first band that got me like serious about I want to do this. I want to do mm-hmm. music. I want to play guitar. I want to do whatever was probably delirious. Um, oh wow. Okay. To mid mid mid-late nineties Christian band that kind of yeah. did right. their own thing, had Stoo some mainstream G. success, at least in the UK. Yeah. But here they're known for like being a worship band. But right. I mean yeah, the yeah. records that I listen to, the ones that I love were like their kind of off-the-beaten-path records like Mesomorphous and stuff like that mm-hmm. that were more of like pop records right. um, than anything. Um, and they did really well overseas, but they just didn't land here because the American market just wanted the worship stuff from them. Right. So they kind of did the worship thing and the rock band thing, um, which is actually a pretty good segue into Loyals because... Not Loyals, uh, Skyhook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Skyhook was uh birthed from... Me and Dane and uh, a few a few of our friends. Dane, if no one knows, Dane is the lead singer of Oils. It's me and him are literally the only band members. It's just us two, right? Um, yeah. so we started Skyhook way back in two thousand nine when we were in high school. Um, with it was like our church worship team, basically, or our youth group right. worship team. was mm-hmm. just us, and we wanted to write non worship stuff. We wanted to try to be a rock band, right? So. Right we wrote some stuff and you know started to get some uh a little bit of regional kind of success happening at least in Tennessee and surrounding states and yeah. we ended up doing skyhook for about 7 years ish mm. i think if i'm not mistaken maybe less than that maybe like 6 years but uh we did a lot of touring <laughs> a yeah. lot of wow. a lot of like in especially in the church world a lot of conventions youth conventions and right. stuff like that and, uh, you know, they would love us because we would, you know, we had the worship team chops because that's where we came from, but we also mm-hmm. could, like, flip the script and do, like, a rock show at, like, a club or whatever yeah, if we right. wanted yeah, yeah. to. Um, so we did that for a while. Um, And I think in about 2014, um, we kind of were just like, hey, this is cool, but I don't really want to do Christian music anymore because right. I want to do stuff that, like, everyone can enjoy or, you know, feel comfortable accessing. Yeah. Because if we keep doing the Skyhook thing, we're going to forever be a Christian band right. because we right. had a worship background. Yeah. There would be no way to break and so, out of it. Yeah, and a lot of the Loyal songs on that first record are from... uh a lot of them are from, like, 2014, 2015. Oh, wow. Like, mm-hmm. when we were still Skyhook and we were writing those songs to kind of take us out of that Christian industry, like, and go into more mainstream audience kind of thing. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, so, musically, that's how I got started, and it's always been about, like, being in bands. That's always been, like, the foundational thing, and the production stuff kind of came along the way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Through mainly Skyhook because of being a part of, like, a real recording process several times with that band and being in that atmosphere. I already was interested in it in high school, but by the mm-hmm. time we were doing it a lot more with Skyhook, I was very much like, I want to do this.
0: Yeah. Like,
2: mm-hmm. I want I want to get good at producing. I want to record. I want to learn all this stuff. And that was already, like, a year or two in the college by that point. Right. When I got serious about it. Um, it would have been about 10 years ago uh, mm-hmm. this year. And so... Oh, wow. Um... I had already was chasing a degree in journalism, communications journalism, and I didn't even know what I was doing. It was just like, I need a fallback non-music plan. Right. Right. And and, uh, I ended up, like, failing a couple of semesters (laughs) of college (laughs) because once I got a little Pro Tools rig and started, like, diving into that and just spending all night just tinkering around with, you know, new sounds and synths and guitars and composition and editing and just learning tricks online and whatever i just uh was full on into that and that's just kind of you know how i got going with the production thing And right. i don't think i even got my first paid like project record thing until maybe a year and a half two years later but that first year year and a half was just a lot of demoing skyhook and, and initially right. early loyal songs
0: yeah yeah yeah
2: um but yeah that's how kind of I like got started in a nutshell.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's super cool, man. And I love that from that, how it kind of evolves. And, and part of it, not nearly to the severity and like the level of professionalism and excellence that I think that you're at. But I, I think for even for me, um, there was similar kind of situations of like me and Aaron, we used to be in a band together and it was basically yeah. formed. Out of, out of our youth a youth group. band, yeah, and then it came became this thing of we were playing like camps and like that's what we would actually like if we made money off of anything. It right. was playing it was playing camps right. for for youth groups. Yeah, that, that's
2: kind of where we were at Skyhook. Yeah, was and then, the camps and the conventions paid out a lot. Yeah, and when you're you know 19 years old. Yep. Yeah. And you're going to school like I was going to school on Tuesday and Thursdays, and then getting on the, getting in the van with your best friends. Yep uh you know Thursday night or Friday morning yeah. to drive to like a different state.
0: Yeah to do oh, a yeah.
2: weekend convention.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then they pay you like really well and you come home, you're like, why am I even in school? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think, yeah. I think I'm doing what I'm wanting but wanting to really do. So Yeah. And then
0: yeah, and then yeah. you have that. But then for it was even then like we we wanted to do like alternative rock music like that was our passion and we right, loved it yeah. and sure you know but it's it, where it, we were too and then you know it, it there there then becomes that tug and pull you know and, and then you know we recently like or i say recently it's been like two, right, two years, years since, now, yeah. since since we stopped but um but in that man like that definitely get that and then even just from the like standpoint of like production i think you mentioned it well of you know you just kind of like learn a lot of production stuff along the way and uh, like for us I was gradually like learning how to use logic and and making a lot of mistakes to where now I look back and it's <laughs> yeah. like like that sounds so it's terrible so but it's like you kind of learn that and and it kind of becomes your guinea pig and then now yeah. like for for you guys like not even just for loyals but the tons and tons and tons of projects that you work on I'm sure that all of that that kind of like rough stuff in the early days, it, it led you, you know, to to the level that you're at sure. now. And so. Yeah, I, I love,
2: cool. I love open up like an old hard drive and pulling up old Pro Tools sessions from yeah. like 2012, <laughs> 2013 <laughs> yeah. when I was just, even, even if like the early loyal stuff or even just like stuff I was doing for other people, um, because I think there is something in that era when you're just excited and getting starting. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You don't know what the rules are and you don't know what is right and you're just kind <laughs> of ignorantly making things. Right. And sometimes yeah. there's a little bit of a charm to that. And yeah. along the way when things become very serious you lose a little bit of that manic uh ignorant like kind of crazy behavior when you're like coming up with ideas because yeah. you haven't been told stuff is your ideas suck yeah
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah 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 that's that's so cool man and i I love I, I mentioned at the beginning like I really really love your production style uh, a ton and that's not even just like on air'm I'm, I'm saying that just to you know like blow smoke or anything but um but I, I I've been that. following a lot of your production stuff like I said since I'd heard about you guys through them, Uh, uh, through back then and then now like I I fell in love with with loyal stuff was like telling everybody (laughs) around me like you gotta go check out this band and stuff but then actually dove into like your you have a whole like work portfolio like playlist and stuff that of just stuff you work on and I've learned new artists through that and have just been like like people like Danny I love uh I love his stuff yeah pronounce that right
2: one of my best friends yeah I also think he's just one of the best artist
0: I've worked yeah, with.
2: like he's so he's such a sweet person, but uh, his his voice is unbelievable. And his, oh my his gosh, writing, yeah. his writing chops are insane. Yeah. So
0: and so you got yeah. you got people like him. Um, you've worked with people like uh, Spencer Jordan. You've worked with people uh, Drive Drive Matthew West. I mean, you, I mean, the list goes on and on and on of just really really great people. And then on it was really funny. I was looking through your work portfolio playlist again right before we started filming. And there was an artist that I've been listening to for like the past few weeks on repeat, and did not realize that you had been working on her stuff with her. But it's Shay Rose. Um, Shay Rose, yeah, she is a
1: homie.
2: Um, <laughs> more in the more in the last six months or so, or maybe early this year. But uh, we've we met like uh, earlier last year at like a Nashville kind of pop writer and producer hangout yeah. thing right right before COVID. It was probably like in February. I don't know. Something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we met and we wanted to get together and like maybe do like a writing session or just kind of hang out. And then we didn't really actually like get around to doing that until like maybe earlier this year. And so we, we've been writing a lot. I mean, I'm looking at my whiteboard right now and I have a handful of songs with her involvement to some degree that I'm working on. Um, or at least songs we've written maybe for other people that I'm, demoing out and trying to see where those songs kind of go but right yeah she, she's a she is a an incredible writer yeah. um just also just a genuine fun person yeah as well
0: yeah that's all and bro i'm telling you when i say i've been putting her stuff on repeat like it's it's an unhealthy amount and so i was like how did how did i not see that <laughs> andrew's been working yeah. on this so anyway. i mean
2: i think at, at this point the only thing i've like done with her that's released is I mastered polyester. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Um, and but there's a few other ones I've worked on mm-hmm. that are coming out over the summer. Yeah, that she's involved with. That's that so I'm exciting! Excited about.
1: Yeah, I'm pumped for that. Yeah, that's cool. So like, now as we've been talking like Noah's mentioned a bunch of like different styles of artists and and different like you know just different different you know genres and stuff. So like, w- what types of styles and stuff have influenced you more in? in just in, in your own musical career and your producing. This is a weird one because
2: a lot of the stuff I listen to is actually not really a lot of the stuff that I necessarily produce. Mm-hmm. Right. Um so when I was growing up, um, you know, yeah, like initial and in, in inspirations were like a lot of these like really awesome Christian bands from the nineties that were in like the peak era of Christian music, like infiltrating the mainstream and just a lot of cool artists like Delirious DC talk, audio adrenaline, stuff like that. That was like initially first, you know, kind of things I've listened to. Uh, And then growing up, I kind of just got more into the alternative, music scene, kind mm-hmm. of like the mm-hmm. scene music, the emo scene, as I became like middle school. Because, I mean, that was that was the rave back then in right. the early yeah. 2000s, <laughs> for sure. Um, artists like Blink-182, Boxcar Racer, Sum 41. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Yellow Card, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then also, to the flip side, I got into a lot of heavy music. Just right. re, yep. like August Burns Red and yeah. Devil Wears Prada. Mm. Um, Under Oath is one of my favorite bands, period. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so that was what I went to and experienced mainly when it came to going to shows right, that when right. I was a teenager was those types of shows and local kind of heavier Nashville bands um, and when we started around when we started Skyhook I got a little more into like the maybe more mainstream palpable like pop rock kind of stuff like right. Mayday Parade right. in the main and stuff like that mm-hmm. Cartel Mm-hmm. Um, and you can hear a lot of those influences on those earlier Skyhook songs for sure, right? Yeah, um, but uh, Amber Lynn was always like a mainstay. Yes, for me. yes. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> a lot of that stuff. But then maybe around 2012, like I, in my brain, when I think about inspirations and big moments for me musically, as far as like what's directed me certain in certain ways, um, I think a big turning point was like that 2012 2013 kind of early 2010s like in sort of indie music takeover Uh i don't it's not even really indie um alternative music i think it's maybe the better thing to say but like when lord put out her first record that was huge oh yeah um the pure heroine record yeah and Imagine Dragons' first record. Right. Yeah. Night visions was yep. another one that was like, hey, this is what rock music actually sounds like now. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. This is it's not what we think it is. It's it's evolving, at least rock music that can infiltrate like the top forty. Yeah. yeah. Different. Um another big one for me was paper paper out. Piece of wild. Oh Things. wow, yeah. Um, not a super known record, but I think it's one of the best records of that like early 2010s era, and right. also regional at best by Twenty One Pilots before they got signed. was yes. another right. one yep. Yep. that yes. I was just—I I saw them play for literally like 20 people. Oh Asheville. wow! They were like a middle support on a tour with that a couple of my friends were on, and they just—it was—I mean, I've seen them a handful of times, That's and so cool. still that first time yeah, for 20 really cool. people was my favorite because it was just like they were they were playing like they were playing for a million people. Right. And it yeah. was it was great. Yeah. I think there was just a lot of exciting things happening in the early 2010s when it came to like just people experimenting, especially in the pop world and making pop songs objectively but they sounded like alternative songs. Right. Um and then obviously the big one 1975. <laughs> the first 1975 record is like yes. It's bullet it's bulletproof for yeah. me. That's a perfect record. Yeah. Um so that was a huge influence for when we were kind of transitioning into Loyals, as literally almost every other band in that time. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh right, my yeah. gosh, I want to be doing what the 1975's doing. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um but uh those were kind of that's kind of I, I would say between at that point to now, um, what's changed for me inspiration wise is I just pay way more attention to kind of the up and coming pop music stuff. Right, and right. like yeah. Even hip hop and trap stuff, like Mm -hmm. there's so much crossover these days. Oh yeah, uh, Yeah, and you're hearing like you know electric guitars are chugging in hip hop songs. Yeah, nowadays and and. you know, I think it's just, I think we're in a really cool season in yeah. the last you know year ish or so. Like, we're pop music right now. and you look at the top 40, it's very eclectic,
0: yeah. Oh, 100%. It's a, lot
2: of a lot of different types of stuff that I feel like you know, back when I was a teenager, it was you know, the mid maybe late two thousand, yeah. 2000s, it was like pop music was like lame, you know, it was like for <laughs> yeah. years. Like, no, I, I'm listening to my under oath, I'll listen to my <laughs> right, yeah, taking yeah. back, my taking back Sunday, yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna listen to. Soldier Boy or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Wayne, I mean Lil Wayne's cool, but like you know, it was just that era, that auto tune hip hop era of the mid late two thousands yeah. was just yeah. not really it for me. And I'm like nisco- nostalgic for it now, but oh, back yeah. then it was like not cool. Yeah, in my right. opinion. <laughs> yeah. But now pop music all over the place is dope. There's just yeah. so much good stuff. Um, yeah. Bieber's new record is really cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm jamming that. Um, John Bellion, which is one of my favorite oh my artists. Gosh, period. Man. He's been writing so many huge hits in the last year for other people, like Miley Cyrus and Bieber and um, whoever. I mean, he's just all over the place. Like, yeah. yeah, just killing it right now. But he also is just one of my favorite artists. Like he's he's like what Twenty One Pilots was to me uh, in twenty eleven. He, he's that's what he is now to me. Like what, right? that's the kind mm-hmm. of stuff that's it's it's hitting that. Inspiration itch that Twenty One Pilots kind of yeah. did for me ten years ago.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love the vast majority. You just you just mentioned Taking Back Sunday, Miley Cyrus, <laughs> Soldier Boy, and Under Oath. Right. All, <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it so much. Right. Yeah. And it's I mean, but it, you're so right though the the vast amount of like openness with people with music right now. Like they're not only just the people becoming a little bit more open to different styles, but then also like you said, the merging of different um, different genres together is just a it's just been something that's been really cool um, to be able to see people kind of connecting right. with yeah and merging with like I've I've mentioned uh, and, and you see it I mean you see it in, in tons of people's work in production styles now and um, one of the things that I've mentioned uh, specifically about you to other people is how well you do a great job of merging like live instrumentation sounds with the actual like pop like driving electronic stuff. I think you do that really really well. Um, and in that, I think with as much as people uh, are are starting to come around to that kind of stuff, you still have that like that generation of people <laughs> who's like, if it's not an actual guitar and actual drums, then it's not <laughs> actual music. Right. And yeah. so like with you with you coming from like you're you live you live in Nashville right yeah
2: nashville yeah.
0: yeah so with you coming from like the music hub how would you say like from where from where you're located um how is reception to like all of that like you're coming from the what from an outsider's perspective is the country capital of the world so then like what what is from other people's perspective there um, how do those different genres uh, how cohesive is that in that work environment? Are there still people that are pretty like heavy into the hey? If it's not live instruments, then it's not music. Like how how kind of open ended is it there in Nashville?
2: Um, so Nashville's interesting from the outside perspective. It does look like it's all country music all the time. It's actually the Christian music capital too.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> uh, but living here, I know far less people that do country than do pop music at this point, at least in my demographic, my age Mm -hmm. range, the kind of people I hang out with, the kind of areas of town I hang out in. Yeah. It's not very country heavy. Now I do have a lot of friends that make some crazy money doing country. And that's just what they're, that's what they're living as they, they're session players or they produce or whatever. Yeah. Um, And that's still a huge thing. Like the whole live tracking in the room thing is very much alive in Nashville when it comes to country. For sure. Yeah. Um, What I've been preaching the last like 10 years since I started this was, uh, I don't, like, my go-to, like, phrase for this stuff is, like, <laughs> I don't really care how we get to the end result as long as it sounds good. If it's yeah, stock right. Logic drums, but it sounds dope,
0: mm-hmm. then cool. They do it, yeah. Right.
2: Like, who, like, who cares? Like, I don't, I haven't tracked through, I, I tracked through a real amp uh, last month in Chicago for a band I was up there working with for the first time in, like, Several years, right? <laughs> like all the Loyals guitars on that record, and everything I've done up until maybe last year has been through like a plugin in Pro Tools, mm-hmm. right? So I've just played the guitar direct in into an amp simulator, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, now, granted, I've used that amp simulator for ten years, so I've I've tweaked it to death to where it sounds amazing. Right out of the box, it didn't sound nearly as cool. Yeah. yeah. So um, that is kind of, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I just like the idea. I, yesterday, yesterday I was with a friend of mine. We're working on a new song, and we wanted to try an acoustic part. Right. Um, and instead of taking out my acoustic guitar and the microphone and tracking what I can normally do, I just kind of went through my plugins and I found, like, this acoustic thing that Native Instruments makes. And it's just like it sounded so good. Like it yeah. had some like pre-sampled strumming and stuff. And I kind of just took that and messed with it and made something kind of new with it. And yeah. it was, and it doesn't even sound like an acoustic guitar anymore, but it has like some weird textures in it that yeah. is yeah. kind of what would come from an acoustic, but it doesn't at the end of the day really sound like an acoustic guitar. Yeah. And that's just kind of been my thing is like, there's, a, I know there's a the purist out there and stuff, but like, I don't know and the technology is so good these days you can oh my gosh, you can make yeah. a you can make right. a hit record on i mean at this point even like a MacBook Air with how good the chips and the MacBook Airs are now in the last 6 months yeah. <laughs> you can make a whole record on like a MacBook Air in a microphone to track your voice and do everything software wise yeah. and it's sound and it could, and it could win a Grammy, I, but yeah. that's just where we're at these days. Yeah.
1: I think like, well, all of our drums for all of our stuff was, you, it was you, all MIDI drums, Yeah. Like yeah. we, we never, I yeah, don't think, I mean, all the, we recorded live drop. record people
2: love yeah. that the, the drum tones, like all of it is completely virtual. Yeah. 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 yeah especially real. Um, especially if all you're all superior drummer and a bunch of samples.
0: <laughs> yeah. And especially so. if you're like, if you're a up and coming artist or a band and you like, Obviously, you want to make sure uh, if you have the ability to like invest invest money into into the craft and and get with people right, who man. really know what they're doing. but then also yeah. if you if you're not on the budget and you just want to record demos to send to some people to like try and get a good foot in the door, like oh, yeah, you, use whatever Real you easy. can, man like don't don't like wait around to like find the right up op- because you can have a great creative idea, and if you don't do something with it. Mm-hmm. Um, then y- you know you're going to miss an opportunity there and so just taking that step man uh, and and if it's if it's midi drums and you can make it sound good f- do it send right. it like <laughs> go for it but like, it's you know it waiting yeah. around you know trying to wait for hey i need to get a live session you know with the whole yeah, band together those can, together get, those can get expensive wildly um, expensive
2: my thing with live drums has always been let's program and let's do everything let's record Vocals, guitars, bass, everything, and yeah. then at the end, if we feel like we need that live sound right. from a real kit, then we can go track it. And the drummer at that point has heard the song a million times because he programmed all the stuff he would do right. Right, with yeah. me. Yeah, and then when we when he goes into the studio to to actually play it on a live kit, he's playing to base with basically a full on band at that point because a yeah. lot of it, a lot of the times, usually drums are first, and you have like a band do a quick pre-production demo or maybe they play in another room live into the drummer's ear with a click track but i've kind of always done the opposite and thought that was a cool way of doing it because Mm -hmm. you're you're able to utilize the strengths of the digital stuff because there might be some parts that you like the way the programming came out but you want that real feel on like maybe just the choruses or something right yeah um but uh but yeah, so it's, you know, it still comes down to what I've said earlier. It's like, as long as it sounds good in the end, like who cares how it got there or what the process was, or if you used a real amp or not, or if you used this boutique pedal or uh, just a Echo Boy delay or something yeah. um, on Pro Tools, or, you know, if you use this record at this million dollar studio or this $500 studio for your drums, I mean, or you just use plugins, like the end the end result is always what matters. And so yeah, like hundred percent who, and it's in, and, and you know, all the purists and all the people that have been doing it for forever have all gone scared. All the studios are going to shut down. It's like, now, no, we're just trying to prove who's actually really good at engineering and producing Yeah, because now it's <laughs> like, sure. it's accessible to everybody. Anyone right. can, can learn how to record something at this point. It's just now like who is doing those extra five, 10% things that, Make you a step above everybody else. Yeah, right. Yeah, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, that's so good.
1: Yeah, and you know, like right there, you mentioned like anybody can do it. So like, if somebody's listening to this right now and like they have no clue where to start, like they're they're wanting to record something but they've they've never done it before. What what would you recommend them to like? Where would they go to start? You know, what what's the best yeah, way for them to the, start? Um, that? First step.
2: Well, most people have a laptop, um, to some degree, or a computer. I would say if you don't have a Mac, try getting a Mac. It's just stuff is easier when it comes to creative stuff on there. I hey mean, right. Um, but I mean, honestly, like you can just open up GarageBand yep. and Mac yep. and, and just start playing around. Like you don't need to drop a bunch of money on things. I think you could probably get like a one to $200 interface and a microphone, some, maybe some guitar center bundle or something, which is a basic like yep. condenser mic and, a and an interface so you can, you know, record stuff through the mic and, you know, you can plug in your electric guitar directly into the interface too and just use like an amp sim or something. I yeah. think you just got to get your feet wet and, and it be more about the creative uh, stuff you can make versus like, do I have this, you know, $1,000 plug-in or not?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that's how I started personally. Um, I remember getting GarageBand. And I remember I I can think back to those times. You even mentioned it earlier. I can think back to those times of just learning and like, I don't think that I've ever had as much fun recording any form of music than those first early days. And it is the worst garbage that you'll ever hear in your entire life. <laughs> but I'd never had more fun recording music than back in those days. And so, yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's a that's an incredible first step for people because uh, it's, it's yeah, I mean, simple.
2: YouTube's a great you know resource. Not that. I would take everything anyone says as gold on YouTube, but there's enough right. opinions out there for you to get some oh, yeah. thoughts on different topics and kind of formulate your own kind of, you know, way of doing something. Yeah. Um, right. You right. know, it, a lot of this stuff is super subjective too. Like the way I would mix a song is really different than like what, you know, three of my mixing friends would mix a song. Right, yeah. yeah. Does it make my mix garbage and theirs amazing? Uh, it just depends on who's listening, what their tastes are. Yeah, I have like my sure. own impressions and tastes, and they have their own impressions and mm-hmm. tastes, and we're all ultimately the artist at the end of the day is the one that's going to pick like what embodies their vision the most, or maybe even the producer with the artist kind of look at yeah, who is the best you know person to finish out the song yeah, so um, but you know that it's it's all subjective this was cool about it there's room for a lot of people to hop in and mm-hmm. in 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 you know do something super artful and creative and I don't think, I'm, I'm never worried about a million people learning how to produce, especially living in Nashville. It used to be the joke was everyone played guitar in Nashville when I moved here in 04. <laughs> but <laughs> now the joke is that everyone has a studio.
1: Yeah. Uh, if we could get some guitar players so. around here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: we're in Podunk, North Carolina, and we can't find guitar players anywhere. I'm like, <laughs> one of two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's really good, man. But yeah, just to, just to talk through, I, I know at some point uh here in the near future I, I would love to uh to get you you and dane on the podcast to talk about uh specifically loyal's uh centered sure, yeah. stuff but uh but just to just to acknowledge just very briefly like um loyal's is, is would you consider that like both of you guys main project that you work on um musically like as a as a collective
2: yes yeah. Um, it, it is when I'm doing something that's not for somebody else at this point, it's mostly maybe probably a oils thing. Yeah. Um, now it's been an interesting year ish because, you know, we had initial plans to go record uh, a full length again at right. the end of 2019, um, where I was going to be producing the entire thing. Uh, cause wow. the last thing we had put out was I'm sorry, which is I produced that whole song. Right. And then our friend Matt Arcani, uh, which co-produced and then mixed um most of the loyals full length. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he he mixed I'm sorry, and so it was gonna be like, okay, it's like our little crew that we're comfortable with. So yeah. mm-hmm. instead of Matt kind of being in the room and us being at his place, you know, producing like I'll produce it with Dane, and then just kind of send him stuff. And then right. he can kind of chime in and then when we're done, we send him to the mix. And, uh, you know, that plan didn't go all the way. yeah, it didn't go down as we expected because right. we uh, kind of found some new opportunities to work with a couple of different people, like different writers, and also, like, uh, a, a, get an, a, an actual producer on the project, the new loyal the new stuff. Right. And so we've been chipping away with a new producer, and it's the first time we've done anything with... Yeah. Anyone that's not us and Matt Arcaney. Yeah. Um, and so it's been like super cool because there's been a lot of new ideas and just fresh stuff coming right. out of it. Um, but COVID and Dane um and his wife got pregnant in the middle of COVID. Yeah, his first baby. They uh I guess I guess that was it's been about a month ish, month and a half since Wyatt came yeah. into the earth. Um right. But uh, now that all that's kind of done and COVID's going uh, slowly, kind of like going away, um, or at least enough where like shows are going to be like a thing. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, you know we're finally gonna be able to get back in and wrap up these next set of songs. Uh, That's super exciting. Hopefully soon. I'm hoping even this month even get some stuff done. I know our first single is pretty much ready. Um, But uh, yeah, it's just been a slow process. Like, but it's been good. I'm very excited about the music. I think me and Dana just been going so hard for so many years when it came to Skyhook and all that stuff. And then Oils has had, like, a weird um, history where it was, like, gas pedal to the fore, things going, and then a lot of waiting. Mm, yeah. <laughs> in different various seasons of this band. Um, yeah. And so, but, you know, this big kind of break we've had in the last year has been good because I, you know, i just been... Doing my own thing and not yeah. having to really focus on loyal's that much, um, but now that we're like back in finishing up stuff, yeah, it's it's feels just uh it's not that I was burned out on it. It's just like I'm just like way more excited than I normally. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right. Even, yeah. even even though I was yeah. already excited, like now it's like it's 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 become a treat now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the loyal stuff, man. I've I've thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed like me me and my wife both. Uh, listen, uh, listen to your first full length. I mean, all the time. Like it's one of our one of our favorite albums for for her and I to Thanks, listen man. to. And we like we've shared. I have a really funny story um, at uh, with specifically uh, uh, with Dane um, with that of we we've shared a lot of her and I have been able to share a lot of really great memories and stuff uh, with with your guys' album. Um, and then we were even uh, we I was going to shoot him an email of like, hey. We'll love for, we, we got married back in March and we were going to say, we're going to message Jane and be like, Hey, we'd love for you to come and, uh, and sing at our wedding and all this stuff. And was going to like, send him that email. How much would it cost? How much would it blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and then he'd like posted on his social medias that he was going to have a baby and it was due around the time that we were getting married mid March. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So I was like, dang it. So it's like, let's, let's (laughs) not do that.
2: But, um. Uh, well, dude, I mean, I, I appreciate it. Like, I mean, it's so weird because I, I, I forget that people know who Loyals is sometimes. Because right. I, I feel like I, cause we haven't been on the road since the end of, or since I guess mid 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it, when you're kind of out of the bubble for a minute and you're not even focusing on it, you forget that like people know these songs. Yeah. Like Skyline, mm-hmm. Skyline has a lot of streams.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> like relatively compared to other stuff and people, you know, I, I bump into people all the time that know who Oils is, and I don't even know that they know who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just it's, it's 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 a cool thing. I'm I'm right. glad that those songs have like from that first record have just stood the test of time because right. I mean yeah. this will probably be a, a better story for like whenever me and Dan are on the podcast. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that record that record was basically done in 2016. Wow, and wow. We did not release it till 2018 due right. to some incredible drama. That's mm. that would be a very spicy like episode. <laughs> yes. Um, due to a due to a, due to a, a member we had kicked out and some legal stuff and it's crazy. Wow. Um, but uh but uh so I mean imagine sitting with that thing that you loved and it's like, oh my gosh, it's our first full-length <laughs> record ever and it's on our favorite label that we listened to growing up and like yeah. and then we couldn't put it out for like a year and a half. Yeah. That's done. so wild, man. And and so by the time it came out like, you know, we're already like looking forward ahead to new stuff that yeah. sounds different. And it's just we're evolving. And,
0: yeah.
2: Um, but everyone's just now hearing, you know, the thing that we've been hearing for a year and a half. Yeah. And even some of the songs at that point, even three to four years old. Right. When we wrote them. And it's funny how that record, like just good, good records, just they stand the test of time. And, yep. you know, I don't think that record that we made sounded dated the day we made it or even the day it came out, I think we really were intentional on not trying to follow kind of temporary tropes on that record and just kind of do something that was a culmination of everything we loved as like musically growing up and just put it all into a record instead of what was like the hot thing to do at that particular moment. 100%. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think a song like skyline, um, in, like, 10 years will still feel great. Yeah. And maybe it'll sound a little dated at that point or because production more of a production style changes over time, mm-hmm. not necessarily songwriting um, hooks and stuff. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm really, really proud of that record. Yeah, I, I'm so pumped about all the new stuff, but, like, I'm forever going to hold up. There's always going to be a special place in my, yeah. in my heart for that record. Because, yeah. If, yeah, one, true. what we went through to even get it out, but, two, like, it, it, the process of making that record was just one of the best yeah. you know few right. months of my life
0: yeah so yeah 100% man and yeah it, it's it's really cool to like being able to sit and like chat with you specifically about that kind of stuff because i mean genuinely whenever whenever i say like we my wife and i like listen to your you guys music all the time like skyline was like the song that was playing like we were it's this really funny thing I, i'll mention it again like a little more in detail whenever we have both of you on but uh I remember where i'd proposed to her at it's on top of this parking deck looking over the the skyline of charlotte and like we had that song playing and i, I that's whenever i proposed to her like oh that's, <laughs> that's awesome so much, and so like that's and so cool. I, i'm looking at like uh don't let me let you down is like right under 200,000 streams right now and about yeah. 2500 of those are probably for me and my wife so <laughs> <laughs> oh man
2: that's so, uh that's one of my favorites to play live for yeah. sure that was such a fun one even in the studio to put together and And stuff. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, like I said, that record's just... Yeah. It's so... I just love how people are even finding it today. Yeah. And are are just in love with it and just have nothing but great things to say about it. And it just... I don't know. It just makes me... It it feels like I raised raised a child and they went off to college and they became somebody.
1: (laughs) It feels like...
0: Yeah, man, that's that's so funny, man. We yeah, well, hey, man, just to just to get ready, uh, we'll we'll get ready to wrap up. But what I want to tell our listeners because we for sure are are going to to make this Loyal's podcast happen. So listeners, sure, go and listen to all of Loyal stuff and do your homework, <laughs> so that way when we come back, you can actually correlate correlate. That's not the right word. Relate. Just take Relate, the core out. Yeah. That was weird. Um, <laughs> English is a hard language to master sometimes.
2: Do your do your homeworks that you know
0: what we're referencing. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Talk about songs on the Exactly, show. exactly. Andrew's coming um, in clutch with with helping me out. But but uh in that, um just for, for the listeners, I know there's a ton of listeners who are listening because uh you're because you're on, they want to hear what's updated in, in your personal life in, in your production, uh, as well as with loyal stuff. But just for the listeners who aren't connected with you. How can they stay connected with you through socials, through anything like that? Kind of let them know how they can keep up with you.
2: Uh, a lot of my music stuff, I mainly do that on Instagram. Um, so you can just look me up. It's Andrew J underscore Gomez, or you can go to my website, andrewjgomez.com. And uh, that's Gomez with a Z, which I guess you could just look at the title of this episode of the podcast. <laughs> but... Uh, um, but uh, yeah, that's probably the best place to follow me. I mean, I I have Twitter, and Twitter's become like my. I just don't care. <laughs> like, I, I'll, I'll tweet just the most terrible things. Like just, I it, it is like the epitome of like I'm throwing out stuff for horrible humor, just to get, just to get a reaction out of people, or I'm just retweeting yeah. absurd yeah. things. But You're same sure. handle if you are into like, I guess dogecoin memes and (laughs) stuff like that Uh, i don't know that's what i'm doing lately i'm really into like that whole if you want to keep up with with the stuff
0: if you want to keep up with the stuff that's going to get andrew canceled in 10 years that's where you exactly (laughs) yeah if you want to keep some tabs on me and and
2: (laughs) get me canceled in 10 years uh twitter is where you can follow me um but uh yeah, I would say Instagram's probably maybe the best spot, but just for the music stuff specifically. I try right. to post, you know, regularly whenever stuff that I work on comes out, and also just like random story stuff. But yeah, um, yeah. there's a lot of cool stuff. This can be a fun summer. There's a lot of uh, is everyone's very hype. There's a lot of like hope in the air after this crazy year with the virus and stuff. And yeah, uh, and so. Um, there's just a lot of cool songs that people are writing right now, and just everyone's just in good vibes. It feels like we're, you know, everyone's writing like positive or just happier things, and yeah, I feel like we haven't had that in a while. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but uh, you know, it's gonna be fun. Uh, check out also just a random plug. Uh, if you're into like pop punk at all, you should just go follow John Harvey like right now before he becomes the next big thing. Because <laughs> there you go, that song. We put out a song a month ago, or if I guess by the time this podcast comes out, it'd be like almost a month ago, uh, called Bleach on the Rocks, the song that I wrote with him, Spencer Jordan, Danny, and uh, DNNY, the Danny we were talking about earlier.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that song is doing some crazy numbers right now. It's absolutely exploding organically. And we have just so many cool, like pop punk esque kind of songs in the pipeline that are gonna coming out over the, the next few months. Like, if you're mm-hmm. any, any what a fan of that genre, or even just like are interested to hear what that now would probably sound like, I would give John Harvey a follow immediately. Yeah. Um, right. So yeah, love that. <laughs> that's like my one, that's my one plug. I'll push hard uh, <laughs> as far as people I work with right now. Cause he's kind of becoming the, um, he's, he's becoming kind of a thing right yeah. now. Uh, he's having a moment. So I'm <laughs> hoping everyone hops on the train.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I just, I just added it on Spotify. And yeah just pretty much go follow Andrew's work work playlist his work portfolio because he's got some awesome stuff there but yeah uh but yeah man bro really really grateful that you jumped in and, and hung out with us on the podcast and um look forward to being able to to chat with you soon and, and anything like that know that uh, you've got our support over here uh, for what that's worth from I know we we have just two of us but from three <laughs> from three scrawny white kids from North Carolina. You've got right. from, from North Florida, Carolina. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, man. Yeah. Well, well hey. North Carolina, I haven't played
2: there in a couple of years, but hopefully we can play there again soon. We were out there with May, I think, in late 2018, I think was the last time we were in North Carolina. Heck I can't yeah. remember where we played at. I think it was in Raleigh or something. I don't know. Heck
0: yeah. Well, you, <laughs> don't you, you either come to us or we'll come to you. Either way, it's going to happen. So <laughs> Yeah, Totally but yeah man. Well, dude, I really I really appreciate you guys this is fun yeah yeah 100% man anytime but yeah well hey thanks everyone for for jumping into the creative corner podcast today uh if you want to keep up be sure to go connect with Andrew on all of his socials all that stuff and just stay updated on what he has going on personally as well as with uh, loyal stuff coming out soon uh, if you want to stay connected with us with the creative corner podcast you can go to instagram at creative corner podcast as well as facebook it's the same thing Uh, and it'll have all of our personal socials there and stuff like that. You can stay connected with. And also if you want to really support the channel, go to my website and go to noahcblack.com slash store and go purchase some clothes from there. That's the best way to support. I'm going to put the shameless plug there, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Stay updated. Uh, be sure to subscribe and, uh, keep up with content and we will see you guys next week. Peace out. (laughs)